Harlem's best Marcus Samuelson creates an incredibly delicious dish with cauliflower that you're going to love. Even for the meat eaters out there, you're not going to want to miss this one. everybody, I'm Rach, Rachel Ray, and you're listening to Cook Tracks. It's a brand new, super cool way to cook. Each episode will be right alongside you, well, kinda, will be in your ear, taking you step-by-step through a dish or a meal in real time. We'll be adding a little pinch of tips, tricks, and fun stories to keep you guys entertained and up your cooking game. Needless to say, we've got your back in the kitchen. I mean it, guys. You literally don't have to worry about a thing. I'm going to keep you on track with my buddy, Cappy. Think of him as our kind of play-by-play announcer for the cook-along. And since not all stoves are created equal, boy, do I know that. If you guys get a little caught up, just hit pause. You don't have to read a recipe, and it isn't rocket science. This is not something you're supposed to take seriously. We want you guys to have fun. Follow along, and at the end of each episode, we'll have made a dish or a meal from start to finish together. Gather up your ingredients, pour yourself a drink or a cup of tea, and turn your volume up to 11. This is Cook Tracks. Take it away, Cap. Hey everyone, it's Cappy. The episode you're about to hear was recorded as part of a virtual live at home series produced by the Food Network and Cooking Channel, New York City Wine and Food Festival. I was honored to moderate over 30 of these classes with some of the world's greatest chefs and culinary personalities. And now they're available to you right here on Cook Tracks. You can find all the ingredients and equipment you need to cook along right here in your podcast player or on our website, cooktracks.com. We hope you're ready to have some fun. And remember, some of these chefs follow these recipes to a T, while others cook from the heart and use the recipe as a guide. I want to mention that all proceeds raised from the series benefited a Restaurant Employee Relief Fund, No Kid Hungry, and Food Bank for New York City. To learn more about the At Home series, go to nycwff.org backslash at home. We appreciate all of your support. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Welcome everybody. New York City Wine and Food Festival's At Home series. All righty. Today's special guest doesn't need an introduction. You know who he is and why you're here. Uh, Marcus is a chef. He's a restaurateur. Um, he's the youngest chef ever to get a three-star review in New York Times. He, I was snooping around online, and this guy, he says he has a mission with each project he does. It's to celebrate food, culture, and hopefully inspire others to be adventurous, learn something new, and get cooking. And I have a feeling that we will all feel that today. Marcus, how you doing, sir? What's up, my man? How are you, Andrew? Are you in Florida? Where are you? I'm doing, I'm actually in Chicago right now. Of course you're in Chicago. Nice. <laughs> uh, so here's how this is going to go down. Uh, share with us what we're making. We'll do a little roll call of ingredients, and then uh, maybe we'll do a quick stop down for 30 seconds or so to let people run to the fridge or the pantry if they need to. Sound good? Great. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you to Lee and his team and New York City Food and Wine Experience because we need that. And I miss – I can't tell you how much – I missed the whole experience of, you know, being with the guests, being with the festivals and being uh, with the community at large. You know, we are, uh, this is a tough thing as a, all of us as a community at large have gone through. So uh, cooking, bringing people together, uh, it's, uh, it's always fun. So we're going to have fun today. Awesome. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about what you're making and do a little run through of ingredients. I think we have some people cooking along in their own kitchen. Yeah, 
I mean, first of all, a couple of goals, right? My son is on the basement floor at three and a half, so he might come up. And uh, my goal is to keep him in the basement <laughs> for 45 minutes. So that is the only goal that matters. It's, it's important to set goals before we get cooking. <laughs> Second part was, you know, it's late spring, it's early summer. What we want to eat is light and fresh. And I thought about, you know, during the pandemic, everybody started with two things. Banana bread and cauliflower steak. No banana bread, but the good old cauliflower steak. We're going to do it with a fun summer sacotage. Easy to do, refreshing. And as grilling season starts, you know, the cauliflower can be a side, it can be a main. It's something for the whole family. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good. What should we, what should we all have in front of us? So uh, are, are we ready to dive in? Do we want to wait a little bit? What, what's the vibe? Yeah, I think people, let's see here. I'm going to take a peek in the gallery. Some people in the kitchen, everyone's ready to dive in. Let's do it. Cool. Well, you know, uh, this is the type of dish where you want the ingredients just to be, to do all the work, right? But it's really about timing. So you want to start with the cauliflower, right? Nice, beautiful cauliflower. And just if you want to roast a whole cauliflower, it takes probably like around 45 to an hour, depending on but how big it is. But if you cut it in four, like this, you can do it much faster, mm. right? And then it's all about the flavor combination. So I have some olive oil and some tarragon. It could be rosemary, it could be thyme a little bit of olive oil and lemon. I'm just putting that here. And then I'm gonna use miso, right? You can use dark miso, you can use light miso with a little bit of chili, chili you know, like smoked paprika or chili, depending on what you like, and cumin. All right, so the key thing here, what is miso? So you have this fermented soy bean paste that um, obviously has roost in, in, in Japan, Korea, and China, you have different types of versions of miso, but I love using miso on vegetables, right? Just mix this paste together to get that beautiful umami taste. That's really what you want to get here, right? And we're just going to massage this on top of the cauliflower, you know? And it's just the way I just put it on, just put lots of it on, mm. right? It's super delicious. And this paste, use that on everything. Rub your fish with this, rub uh, your lamb, or when you're gonna start grilling outside. This is just something that works uh, really, really well on a lot of this. Carrots, miso roasted carrots, amazing. We're gonna use it on cauliflower. Okay, so. That's the first step. Chef, can you hold up the cauliflower? You just cut it literally in quarters, right? Yes, I put it okay. in quarters. I'm gonna actually show it right here. So, and I'm almost like putting it back with my herbs in the middle, just like this, right? You put that in there and it will roast and it's gonna be beautiful, okay? Again, when you cook at home, Make it herbaceous. If you have garlic uh, bulbs, put them in as well. We're gonna roast it. It's gonna be great. All right. You, you know, if you have hot, nice 
oven. It's going to go really nice. And, and it tastes delicious. You get that char on it. The second part you want to start with around the same time is the sauce, you know, uh, and the, the puree, which will really will transfer to the sauce. It is eggplant that we roast at the same time. We take eggplant and we're just going to roast it in the oven, right? And then we're going to take this roasted eggplant, puree it with avocado and, and, and Greek yogurt. And that's how we got to have this. Think about a guac or a hummus, like that beautiful dip. And I like to do flavorful food that can work in many different ways, right? You have the roasted cauliflower, you have the dip, and then the next day you have some leftovers, but well, guess what? That could be your chip and dip type of appetizer, right? You know, you wanna make sure that you cook for more than one dish. Awesome. Hey, Marcus, could I just, could we just do a quick recap? So in the bowl for the cauliflower steaks, you had the miso, the cumin, smoked paprika, some olive oil, salt. Did you add, do you add honey to that or no? Uh, I'm going to add in honey a little bit later on. Got so it. it. Caramelizes and, and drips down really, really nice and sweet. And then um, for everybody listening, as most of the chefs say, you could, you know, Marcus gave some variations, you know, add garlic and make it herbaceous, you know, if you can at home. So recipes are a guide, as we like to say, you know, cook to your tastes. Don't ever trust chef's recipes. <laughs> food. You know this. All of you guys know this. You love chefs. You love foodies. You love foodies. Trust their food. Don't trust their recipe. It would be like, well, Wikipedia says, you know what I mean? You're right. <laughs> you know, but, you know, have fun with it. I mean, for me, same thing. Eggplant. I use it all the time. Roast it in the oven, blend it, add sometimes in avocado, add in olive oil, you know, and it's just such a great dip if you want to watch something or just want to have a, you know, a healthy snack, healthy snack, raw carrots, a little bit of uh, avocado um, and uh, some eggplant. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. I would roast it depending on the size of the eggplant, anytime from 25 to 45 minutes, depending on the size. Really, really delicious. So these are the two basic things that we're doing, right? Um, the other fun thing that, that I wanted to tell you about is that uh, normally third weekend, is third weekend in May, we have our own festival in Harlem Meetup. But of course, because of COVID, we couldn't do our traditional festival this year. But we are uh, a team. We work hard together. So we said... We're not gonna give up. So we converted Andrew Raw Festival into really 15 to 20 restaurants in Harlem, opened the kitchen up as community kitchens. We wow. partnered with uh, World Central Kitchen and Jose Andres, and you can really uh, support all um, the different restaurants that are participating. You know the restaurant, JGS Restaurant's doing it, uh, Melba's doing it, East Harlem. And so it's, it's a, Great diverse restaurant uh, community that came together, and we served about three to four hundred people a day wow. for the first responders and for the neediest in the community. So for the last ten weeks, Red Rooster alone has served seventy-five thousand meals. Wow, thousand meals a day, eleven weeks wow. together with North Central Kitchen, and this festival. Um, it's going on uh, for a lot. Uh, it's going on from May, beginning of May into June, 
And we're just going to keep going because it's what we need to do as a community, right? Anytime there's a crisis, you know the hospitality community, we come together, right? Yeah. Cheers to you, man. Cheers to you and your team for not just uh, standing back and really, you know, stepping up and, and taking the charge and doing that in Harlem. That's awesome. Thank you. The other part about this recipe, and again, take these recipes as guidelines, it's the succotash. The succotash is my favorite summer saute. You can use it for anything. You can eat it by itself. You can use it, use it with fish. I actually cooked for today's show this morning, and I did a seared snapper with a summer succotash. So I could double up, you know? So it's like, I'm cooking with you guys today. Okay, you know? There you so go. When you, when you have the succotash, you want to start in the pan, you start a high to medium heat. I have some garlic, corn, a little bit of zucchini, and some peas, right? All those beautiful summer things. I'm just going to add in. And Marcus, that oven's at 400 that the cauliflower is Yeah, at? 375, 400. I like to go high heat, depending on, because I got a really good oven, so I can stay at 375, but most home ovens are okay, so I think they need so much. So look at that, so it's just very easy. Corn, zucchini, garlic, super, super delicious. I'm gonna add in some of my smoked paprika and cumin. Gonna throw it in like that. Season it with salt, of course. And here's where go keep adding in olive oil because the zucchini is gonna, gonna soak that in. And whatever herbs you used before, I'm using tarragon, now is the time to just rip that in and reuse, right? And that's really how we cook as chef. We, we can't write a recipe that like a teaspoon of fresh tarragon, that doesn't work. We take the tarragon, we don't even chop it, we just rip it in, yeah. right? I'm just gonna let that saute, it's gonna be beautiful. Awesome. And again, for you all at home, like if you if you have zucchini, great. If you don't, don't use it. If you have peas, great. You know, like make make your own succotash. And, and you know, when you can get to the farmer's market, if you can, and get your fresh peas, do it. They're so delicious. We just got to drop these in. Hey, Marcus, when you're using fresh peas like that from the farmer's market, can do they need, is it like, I feel like, when you use frozen peas, they kind of just needed to be heated through. Is it same with those, or do those need a little more cook time? Okay, they need a little bit more cook time, but like this, we're building this succotash, right? Yeah. And we're adding in olive oil, and we're gonna add in lemon juice. So no more than a good five minute cook time. And you want the peas to snap back a little bit, right? Got it, yeah. Shout out to Lauren and Andra on here. They're using um, lemon, basil, and oregano, which was growing outside, and that worked great. That sounds I good. love it. I love it. You know, Andrew, I feel this is going great. I did this with Zion's class, yeah. you know, for Zoom classes. <laughs> uh, we were all over the place. <laughs> I finished the dish. A couple of kids cried. The parents <laughs> swear never to do it again. It's so smart. We do better. Is anyone crying? I'm going to snoop through the gallery here. No one's crying, are they? Well, it, it's early. It's early. It's early. All right. You know, <laughs> I, I also wanted to mention a couple of other things. You know, being in Harlem, and uh, it's been such a blessing for me and my family. And actually this weekend, uh, Melba, Melba and, and, and Trines from Silvia's Restaurant, uh, both part of South Beach for the Wine and Great Restaurant Authority. We had the opportunity to speak at the George uh, Floyd Rally, and 
today to his memorial. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the most powerful things to be on the square, speaking in Harlem, completely peaceful. Everybody got together. It gave me goosebumps. And, and it was just something about um, one of the reasons as an immigrant when you come to America is because of freedom of speech. And to stand there and be part of a historical day was really something that um, it's hard to describe. I mean, I speak in front of people all the time. I never get nervous. I was super nervous. Really? But uh, it was an amazing day. And to see uh, what's happening, the change that is happening in a peaceful way, um, it's although it's been a very tough spring for all of us chefs and restaurateurs, we want to be back with our customers. Um, it's been also very inspirational to see all the young people, all ethnic groups, all type of religions, young Americans coming together. It's really, really, really how young and old Americans coming together um, in a peaceful way. It's been really powerful. That's awesome. Well, cheers to you. Thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. And hats off to the George Floyd family. You don't want to see this gray mess. I'm sorry. I yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing we haven't done. No more. Not gone to the barbershop. Correct. <laughs> so this is actually the time when I'm just going to add in my tomatoes. And guys, when you get to tomatoes now, I mean, it's a little bit early on the East Coast, but depending where you are in the country, now is the time when you can get to beautiful three-color tomatoes, right? And we're going to dump them in. And it's okay. Like the tomatoes, it's almost like the sauce here. You want that acid from the tomatoes. You want the sweetness from the tomatoes. And how much you put tarragon in there, you said? I have tarragon. I have a little bit of salt, some cumin. Cumin is such a great spice, the spice blend, because uh, it's flavorful, but it's not spicy. You find it a lot, sometimes in Mexican food, but also in Middle Eastern food, let's say Lebanese, Persian, Moroccan, a lot of cumin. I love it. Awesome. And we have a question from Joe. She's curious how much of the herbs you used. Oh, I would use like two sprigs, which means four sprigs in chef language. <laughs> so, think about that. You know, you make a great point when you said eat our food, you know, the food versus the recipe. It's so funny and, and pretty true. And it's a guideline, right? Because yeah. first of all, you know, if you're a pastry chef, you are really cooking precise. Pastry chefs are more like architects. But you know, uh, restaurant chefs, we taste as we go along and um, we're not as structured as our pastry chefs, right? And uh, that's why we have these internal battles constantly in the kitchen between the pastry chefs. You never hear fights and arguments between chefs and sous chefs. The only arguments in the kitchen are between chef and pastry chef. Clearly the pastry chefs are much more structured and they gram things out and they measure it out. And the chefs are just like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna put my eggplant in a blender. I'm using, I'm using my, this is my really where my wife, she makes her smoothies and juices. So we gotta be very fast because we do not, you don't want to say, upset Maya. Tomorrow morning, she's going to say, why does my smoothie taste like eggplant today? Yes, yes. <laughs> so I know I'm in a really good company. Who else have been doing these demos? Because I know with Lee, there's no joke, right? Like the chef that he's putting, you guys are putting together, it's like the A-team of the A-team. 
Yeah, man, it's been serious. I mean, there's been some really good chefs, a lot of different Food Network personalities, a lot of other, you know, chef chefs. They've ranged. Um, Waxman is Monday. Oh, nice. Yeah, Molly Ye from Food Network is tomorrow. Uh, Jean George is doing one this month. Heard of him, yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, he at yeah. that restaurant. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, Jeff, Katie Lee did one yesterday, Bobby, Bobby Flay did one, Rachel Ray, Andrew Zimmern's doing one, Conan, so good, good lineup. Nice. Uh, Andrew and Scott, Conan's going to do his demo, you might have to help out a little <laughs> more, so just read for me, like, you know, that's the day when you want to roll up the sleeves, because yeah. never know. I'll tell them. I'll, I'll make sure I come prepared. So I want to know how people do it. The succotashes in the pan, the peas, the corn, the zucchini. You know, it looks really, really, really good here, right? Check it out. Look at that. Smell it. And this, you can just eat by itself. So I have some fresh herb, but this is not the moment. The fresh herb we're going to add up in the very end, okay? I want them to stay really nice. And, and green. So, so it's going to get a little, little loud here soon. So I have my eggplant. I'm going to put a little bit uh, uh, of yogurt in the blender and then adding in avocado. And the eggplant should have roasted in the oven for about like 20 minutes until it breaks down. Yeah, you, want it, you want it nice and soft and moist and then you're just going to blend it. Cool. This is one of my favorite dips. It's sour, but it also has this amazing depth in flavor. Avocado makes it rich and smooth. It's a really, really, really nice, good blend here. All right, so that's how it looks like. Eggplant in the bottom, yogurt, and then a little bit of avocado. We're just gonna puree this real fast. Um, so, who came up with this great idea to do the to do the festival virtual? That's really fun. Well, you know, Lee and his teams in New York and Miami are never short on a new good creative idea to highlight the industry, you know? Yes. yes so sir. I think now with people being, you know, in quarantine a little bit, they thought, how can they, you know, help these chefs and create this, you know, relief fund to help the industry? Um, while keeping the staff employed, while, you know, entertaining guests who usually come to these festivals and, you know, bringing them even a little closer to the, to the guests, to the talent. You started with my neighbor, me and Patrick Harris did a demo. Yeah. 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 Neil and David did, uh, it was like a, a pre-Cinco de Mayo fest. They did some tacos and guac and margaritas. You know, David is the real chef in that family. You know that, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cold Spanish made like, this is David that's cooking. And and they we live we live they live on one side of the park and I live on the other side of the park and they also helped us so much with Harlem Meet Up. Our, you know it's been six years and they helped us every year and this year just like you said it's more important that we need the guest community more than ever. All the restaurants in in America obviously going through a tough time. So 11 million restaurant workers in America. I would say about 80 percent of them right now are unemployed. And um, in urban environments, obviously, the virus had hit it, on, you know, extremely unfairly. I mean, it's not fair for anyone, but it's a really tough time. So I'm really excited that Bank of America helped, helped us out as well. Citibank helped us out. Thank you to them. Um, L&M development. So 
when we do a festival like this, it's really all about who can, you need to bring all the sides of the community together, guests, sponsors, mm-hmm. chefs, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you never know if it's going to work. So I just think that thank you to everybody to make this possible and your contribution to it is more important than everybody and than any other year. So look at this succotash. It looks amazing. I have the tomatoes, the corn. Can you tilt the pan up just so we could see it? In yeah, sure. Of- this is all inspired by Rastafari Bob Marley, right? We did nice. <laughs> Bob would be very happy. I'm going to tell Ziggy, his son, and, uh, and, and Ro that we're cooking based on Rastafari right now. There we go. This is so delicious. You can just eat it with a spoon out of the pan because it has everything. The corn and the peas give you that snap texture. The sour comes from a little bit of lemon juice and, of course, the tomatoes. And the sweetness comes from the tomatoes too. This is delicious. I'm gonna add in the fresh herbs. And question from Laura. Laura's asking, is there a dairy-free substitute that would work instead of the Greek yogurt here? No, of course, uh, absolutely great question. Uh, you can add in, for example, uh, tofu, you can add in, uh, uh, you want a creaminess, you know, coconut milk would work really, really well, even inside of the coconut, the, the meat itself. You know, you can do almond milk, things like that, that would give you that level of creaminess and texture. Well, I guess now there's like uh, non-dairy yogurts, you know, and there's like the Fabinase product. Yes, absolutely. But for creaminess and texture, you, you can definitely, definitely, uh, you know, coconut would be amazing. Actually, Coconut milk would be great. Have you, speaking of coconut, a uh, question from Vanessa. She's curious if you've ever used coconut vinegar in any of your recipes. She's using it in the succotash. Oh yeah, coconut vinegar is delicious. Oh, he's buzzing away. Oh. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. That was loud, right? We, we heard it for a second and then like with the power of Zoom, it like muffles, you know, the background noise. So wh- whenever someone's like searing something or we had Gail Simmons, she did a za'atar chicken schnitzel and right when she hits it to the pan, you hear the sizzle, but then it like muffles out. Because of the... the- Ooh, yes, yes, yes. We love Gail. We love Gail. Like that, you know, our community is the best. You know what I mean? We really, it's such a special time, a unique time. And to have the Italian community come together has been amazing. You know, I don't know if you, you know, but during this pandemic, Independent Restaurant Coalition has come together as well. And uh, really, it's been amazing to work with all the chefs and restaurateurs around the country because we need data, we need help, and we need to see it at the table. And it was really started by Rugadera and then Chaser. And just to fall back on your communities and, and, and share info because this is a scary time and, and it's never been more important to stick together than now. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna curate this one more time. Okay, this is done. This is done. Then, I, w- I would eat that with a spoon. We can take some. Quick lemons, key lemons, slice. Awesome. Question from Kristen here. Do you have an easy, what's the easiest way to peel the roasted eggplant? Or did you scrape it off? Um, I roasted it whole, right? 
I roasted it whole, and then I scraped it, roasted it whole, cut it up, then scraped it with a spoon. Got it. So this, this then becomes like this beautiful, rich puree that you want to kind of like just kind of lay on the plant. Look at that. So this is like, right? That's, that's, that's really what you want to start with in terms of a base. Any favorite meals you and the fam have been enjoying during quarantine? You know, during quarantine, you know, it's been crazy with the lines at my whole food, my, my store. Uh, so now it's a little bit, you know, the first three weeks, you couldn't order anything, right? The delivery right. work. Now you can order stuff. But the first three weeks, we physically had to go to the store and it was an hour wait to get in. Wow. And so we decided quickly to basically become vegetarians. Huh. Because once you were inside of the store, it was also another hour to get your uh, animal proteins, right? Mm. I was like, this is it. This is the time to really change our eating habits. So we've been eating, I would say greenish, like 80, 80% of our meals being vegetarian. Mm. And it's been great. You know, it's, awesome. it's really delicious. Um, so, I, you know, just like the pandemic itself, right? You see, it's the toughest of time, but there's new ways of, of working together and collaborating. And you see the best in people. Sometimes you see the worst in people, but you also find the best in people. And every day I'm trying to figure out and get the good news because we know the bad news, right? We yeah. see it on the news and it gets repeated again and again and again and again. So it's so amazing to see, and I'm really proud of, of, of how our hospitality community has responded to the challenges, right? Um, every day when I go to work in Newark or in Harlem, my staff shows up. And in the beginning, we didn't know, mask on, gloves. Uh, we had no idea, we were scared to go to work. To, so I, I, I've learned so much about my team and I couldn't have been proud of my team during this time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Can you, when you get a moment, can you tilt the plate up so we could see your artistry on the plate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a quick, it's a very quick. So I think coloring, colors are important, right? So you get, with that hummus or that puree, you get that gray color that might not be the most attractive color. So that's why having the piece and the corns and the tomato, and I'm just squeezing a little bit of lines on top of it, but that color for me is great. Right now we can do it one more time, but I do think that just, just like starting with, starting with a little bit of this, and this is incredible, this eggplant avocado, starting with that, just like that. And then, then going, all right, I, I got it. I got to open for my wife. My wife just got it, so I just got to open for her. Okay. So if you guys notice, he took that spoon of puree and kind of dolloped it on the plate. And then he used the, sp the back of the spoon to kind of smear to spread. This is, this is where you know it's live. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's live. There's no stopping down. We're just going. Yes, yes, yes. Well, the boss. Oh, 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 oh. I stayed there for minutes. Yes, I appreciate you. But you know, when you come home, Hi, say hi, hi to my wife. 
you smell the good food? So is she excited? Is she excited for all this or what? Excited for the cauliflower steak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do we have to flip? We don't, do we have to flip that at all, or just let it roast away uh, without turning? It's, it's it's actually ready to go. So if you look at this. Uh, I'm gonna just have. Uh, Mike, can you just add, give me the honey, Maya? Yeah. Can you just give me the honey, please? Honey? Go by. Here you go, Tammy. Honey's coming up. Yes, yes, Tammy. yes. <laughs> so, look at this, right? And I think. I have cauliflower and miso right now at home, and I am 100% making this. Yes. It's super easy. Sounds so and good. And it's delicious. And like I said, you can use it by itself. You can use it just with, I'm just gonna drizzle some on top. So this is your option. If you wanna put it back in, you can do that and get that even more caramelized. Well, you can just let it drizzle just like this. So, look at this, guys. Miso has caramelized. Mm. You get your steak. Danae is cooking along. She's really digging on this recipe. She said, oh, OMG, this cauliflower is amazing with that spice mix. <laughs> so, so, you know, there you have it. It's a roasted cauliflower steak with a succotash, it's super delicious. What I love about this recipe is that you have everything. Sometimes when, uh, are you messing with the camera right now? No, it's about to fall yeah, down. Sure. Uh, what you have, a lot of people ask me. Thanks, Maya. That when you're eating and you're cooking and you don't eat meat, do you miss out? It's all about layering textures, right? If you don't eat fish or meat. Because of the miso, and the cauliflower, it kind of works like a steak. You get that up. And the fat that you want love from a, a, a meat dish, you get natural fat from the avocado here. And the creaminess you get from the eggplant. So this kind of substitutes all that, right? It's delicious. And then you get that succotash that both have acid and that fresh snappness to it. Super delicious, easy to do. And if you cut them smaller and you put a piece of lamb chop on top of it, now you have something for everybody. I love this recipe. It's really delicious. You can keep building. If you want to add more yogurt to get sour, you can do that. But I think it's perfect as is. Can you hold the uh, plate up to the up to the iPhone? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Per oh, nice. There you go, everybody. That's the shot. Beautiful. Right? And again, when you buy, take a bite into this, right? First of all, be careful because you roasted the cauliflower that way. It's super hot in the inside, right? But you have a little bit of heat from the smoked paprika. You have sweetness from the honey. You have that incredible umami flavor that the miso creates. And then the creaminess from that avocado and eggplant. Super delicious dish. I know what I'm having for dinner. Um, I know what my wife is definitely having for dinner. <laughs> and yeah, it, it, it's, I love recipes like this. Marcus, thanks, man. We appreciate it. That looks incredible and chock full of information in this class, everybody. Thank you again to Chef Marcus Samuelson and thank you all, as always, for your support. Please stay safe. Thank you, guys.
Whether you just listened for fun or you cooked right along with us, we want to thank you. If you did cook a recipe, we want to see your food. Take a pic and tag it with hashtag CookTracks. You can find more info and keep up to date with us on CookTracks at CookTracks.com. CookTracks is cooked up by Cappy, Ian Cohen, and Charlie Dugiello with editing from Joel Yeaton. Music has been composed by Jeffrey David Goldford. Special thanks to Red Summit Productions. Please rate, review, and or subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thanks for listening to Cook Tracks. We got your back in the kitchen.